Episode 6 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Bogen and Everett Hawkins. And this week, Johnny Hendricks is looking for a new fight camp. The injury bug has struck the big UFC 194 card. We'll break down all the action from USC Fight Night Monterey, Mexico. And we'll also be previewing this upcoming Saturday morning's Fight Night Seoul Korea fight card featuring Smooth Ben Henderson versus Jorge Masvidal. Gentlemen... How we doing today? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. happy Thanksgiving. Happy day, Thanksgiving, day everyone. After. Hopefully you survived Black Friday. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere for I didn't it. either. I slept. No. I, I, did. I, I don't dare brave those kind no. of crazy women. You know, uh, there was a long time ago I told once, that's said never again. But I hope everyone had a, had a great Thanksgiving, a nice holiday, and we're coming up on uh, on some more holidays. It's that go big or go home tour for us in the UFC. We're coming up to that. So there's a lot of big stuff in the future that we're going to have. A lot of fights. Yeah. A lot of fights. A lot of good fights, fights too. A whole lot of great fights coming up. A lot of star power. Uh, So. Yeah, let's get into the news. One thing that uh, I looked at as... It's, it's a plague on the UFC right now. That's injuries. Oh, the injury bug is, is terrible. Um, every card, it seems like, or excuse me, every other card, it seems like there's another name dropping out for rib injury, ankle injury, whatever injury. Yep. Someone is taking what uh, they put together as a phenomenal card and then just chunking a little piece out of it. And it's happening every other every, card, it seems almost, like. Almost, or almost every card, it yeah. seems like. There's something. So we have to think about, is this training, is this overuse, because there's so many fights nowadays, um, is it too many fights, is it uh, training methods, I mean, what's, what's going on well, with I these think, people? I, I think, think it's a case-by-case case thing. I think it is too, but one of the problems we I think you got to look at is these fighters are fighting in their, their practices full-on for the fact that that's what they're going to have to do in their fight. Not all. So Some camps. Not all, but, like, Some camps. but it's, it's different one, than... One camp is pretty prevalent at. Most other camps have evolved their training to where... They don't have to. It's lighter sparring, or some are even no sparring. I know McGregor does, like, very little sparring, and the sparring that he does is basically bringing in a real high-profile guy to spar with and to put it on YouTube yep. and stuff. It's more for publicity. Um, I've seen some embedded stuff where he was talking about... Uh, how he actually trains throughout the day. And it's very little contact with another person yeah. to try to avoid getting hurt. It's more of uh, bag work. Yeah. And, and pad work. A lot of work. shadow work and, yeah. and pads and, and bags, just setting up scenarios and yeah. working on striking perfection. But what I see is a lot of fighters don't don't take that approach. They'd rather just fight to get used to what they're going to be doing against the person they're fighting. I think that's where more of your injuries are coming from. I think, well, you get a lot of injuries in grappling. Yeah. Your ankle oh, yeah. injuries and stuff are going to come from grappling. Your ankles, your knees, and that stuff, your shoulders. Unfortunately, that's stuff you can't avoid. Right. I mean, no matter how light you're trying to go, you're wrestling with a guy, you step the wrong way or something, your ankle yeah. gets caught there and you it pop it. It's and gone. that, to me, is where the problems are. But, but what are you going to do? Not wrestle? You're exactly. not going to train? Well, it, it happens. It's it's part of training. That's why I say it's a case-by-case thing. Well, Some guys yeah. it is. You know, you got guys that did, they get injured because... They're fighting too much, or in the cases of a lot of the AKA guys, they're training too hard. Freak accidents like that, you know, it, it's it's hard to pinpoint one thing, and you can't say, well, this needs to change or that needs to change, because if it's one of these freak accidents from grappling like we were just talking about, what are you going to do, not do it? I think we... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really unfortunate, because... What's the livelihood? They have, to, they have to get, you know, they have to miss a fight, look at another seven months to... Get back in the ring. Get everything fixed. 
it's not like football. You know, you don't play every week, make money every week. Right. These guys are losing so much more than just the fight. I think we notice it more, too, because of the increased amount of fights. Mm-hmm. You know, more fights are going to have more injuries. I agree. So and if we have three and four fights in a month, you know, one person gets hurt, I mean, as compared to where it used to be, you know, a fight a month, or even before that, a fight a year. Yeah. We're noticing it more maybe because of the the amount of fights they're having. That's definitely a, a contributing factor. Yeah. It frequency. still shows a little bit of golf because you go back to the UFC era in the beginning where they would have the, the tournament-style fights. Fighters would fight three and four times a night. It was different. And it was you actually could, more you could rigorous because of the no-holds-barred. Somewhat, there. but I mean, some of those fights you could sit in one position the entire time. The rest not going to stand you up. A lot of times, I would, you know, Gracie would just take you to the ground. Yeah, hold you for four five minutes, for, and then Probably eventually, yeah, and if, you know, try to hit you in the head to open up your chin and choke you out. Yeah, it's not, it's not like this. Today's MMA is way more grueling, way more strenuous on their bodies than what yeah. the no holds Even with the, the lesser rules that they have, I mean, or excuse me, the more rules, the lesser rules they had then. You know, where you could groin punch and do all other kinds of stuff. Even with more rules now, it's still a lot more grueling. Yeah. Uh, because all the, the technology is better. The training methods are better. The nutrition's better. There's better coaching. You know, there's a lot more money out there to afford that stuff. Back in the UFC, one, two, three, four, five, those early days, that was uh, basically, it, there was no camps. Well, and everybody's kind of on, skill levels are on par with each other. Yeah. There's you know no, what I mean? Yeah, you don't have just do. one guy that's... Dominant jiu-jitsu. This guy's a dominant yeah. boxer. Oh, this guy's a dominant wrestler. No, everybody is... They all have wrestling. They mm-hmm. all have boxing. They all have exactly. this and that. You're you talking know. nowadays. Yes. Yeah, the modern era. Uh, in the, the previous day, it was like, it was built as that. You know, the boxer versus the kempo. Yeah. And, uh, and the jiu-jitsu guy against the, the kickboxer. Whose discipline was the you best. Know. Right. You know, it was really built as that. Nowadays, it's you can't not. Get away, yeah, all you can't get away together. with it. You can, you can be... You can have... A, a skill set that you're dominant in, and that's where your background comes from. Like, you know, some guys are, that are really dominant wrestlers and things like that, but they evolve their skills around it. Yeah, they take a guy that we're going to cover in a little bit, like Henry Cejudo, yeah. who was who was born and bred a wrestler, just a Frankie. Greco-Roman freestyle whatever wrestler, and he's evolved and he had to evolve his game to include boxing and striking and some Muay Thai. And well, you he, know, was like, he was an amateur boxer too. He was a bronze gloves. Competitor. He's such an athlete, that guy. Yeah. But that's just a, a, not to blanket example, but just to say that here's a guy that has this discipline that comes up running, you know, running wild and wrestling, getting medals. So then now when it comes to UFC, you better have more than just boxing and right. wrestling. You better have kicks. You better have when you tie with the knees and elbows. You better have even some judo uh, as another kind of grappling. Yeah. You got to have the whole package. You know, there was back when, when Gracie and them were doing it, you didn't. And that was the problems with yeah. Brian Bader. Coleman, I mean, all he did was take guys out and, and beat them. And beat them yeah. up. And that was the problem with Brian Bader. When he started in the UFC after he won the Tough Show, his his striking skills were so horrible, he had to work so hard to get that that going because he was a wrestler. And that, speaking of tournament styles, did you guys see the... Um, did any of you catch the World Series of Fighting last week? No. no they actually did a tournament style night. Yeah, I saw that. And it was uh, pretty, pretty fun to watch. Good. It just shows you the problems is the the guy I don't remember names so I apologize, but the main the main card fight the guy that won the whole thing was actually beaten the first fight, but there was so many injuries coming up to the to the title. Yeah. 
I remember that half the first actually turned around and beat the same guy he lost to that same night. I remember that in the early days of UFC that's happened yeah, too. So I mean, the guy broke his hand or whatever and couldn't come back, so the other guy had to. Yeah. Um, that's I thought it was kind of neat to see them bring that back. Bellator's been doing tournaments for years. They're finally getting away from it. Yeah. It's not yeah. really bringing it back. It's something that's already been done for a while. Bellator just finally decided to start walking away from it. And they were strictly only tournaments. Right. They did. I mean, their whole basis was just like the lightweight and the flyweight tournaments and, and building these weight classes up, doing multiple events that were all tournament fights or, you know, a couple of fights here and there, tournament fights. That's how Joe Warren won his first couple of belts in Bellator. So now, do, you, do you believe the the tournament style should be going all the yeah. time? Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, when I first got into UFC, it was tournament. Obviously, didn't have any other choice. Right. But um, there's more money in single prize fights. And there's more uh, I mean, investment there's, in you know a one-on-one fight well, even, than the tournament style. You can do tournament style like that are spread out. You know, doing round robin like like the tough, like the tough show. Basically. Oh, it's like more, <laughs> but, but not yeah, just day, yeah, not yeah, not, not just all gotcha. fights in the same day. Or like what they did to to crown the first uh, uh, one twenty-five champion. Yeah, they did a tournament, but it, it a series. But it was a series of fights. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's not just a one-night tournament. And no, those those. No, they need to go. Yeah, agreed. So, we'll see your opinion. But because we're talking about the injuries, we have an injury um, to one of the cards that's coming up. That's a stacked card. That was potentially going to break records. It was one of the best, I, I think, top to bottom. <laughs> and on paper, it's one of the best cards that they've ever put together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from prelims to main card. And we're losing now one of, uh, you know, maybe not, it wasn't a headliner, but to me, exciting fight I wanted to see. Yeah, it would have been a great card, or a great fight. And that's uh, the Karate Hottie. Michelle Watterson has an undisclosed injury. Um, we all tried to look up exactly what it was, but we weren't able to find it. Nobody's announced yet. Yeah, Whether it's a uh, hand, arm, shoulder, you know, ankle. I haven't seen any real definitive statement on what it is. UFC has not released anything, as Jeff was saying earlier. The, uh, of what it is specifically, but I'm curious to know. Yeah, I'd like I, to know I mean, I'm sure is. we'll find out in the coming, you know, few days. Once sure. They, once they iron everything out, but and once we do, I'll post it on the Facebook page so that yeah, it's got to be see. something serious for her to pull out of a fight like this because that's a good. She's coming up as a into 115 pounds. She's the 105 pound Invicta champion. Yeah, she had to come up a weight yep. class. Yeah, and she's any of the listeners find me information, throw it on our page. Yeah, feel free to Absolutely. share if you find anything. No doubt. But, I mean, it, it sucks for her because Tisha Torres was a good fight for her. If yeah. she wins that fight, that puts her into a good position. And Torres is undefeated, I believe. Technically, yeah. yeah. Um, anyone that has to pull out of this card she's is just on a huge She's the former champion. She's the former Invicta 115-pound champion. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that. Or, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. She wasn't the Invicta champion. She was number two, supposed to fight Esparza for the championship. And then UFC bought it out. Gotcha. And brought it onto the show. Well, when you're talking about a card that's that's got you know two championship fights on it, yeah, and the caliber of championship fights that they have, when you miss out on that card that you're supposed to be on, when you miss out on that fight, you're missing out on a lot of money mm-hmm. because that's going to be a big pay per view bonus payday. You know, yeah. Um, the, the Reebok, alone. The Reebok yeah. deal, you the know. Fight, the fight itself, just where it could catapult the, her. The people that exposure are wise. Yeah. The exposure, there you go. You know, we've talked in length about the Reebok deal. We'll bring it up too much, but uh, it is what it is. But the uh, pay-per-view bonuses and, you know, fight of the nights that you might, she 
that that fight could have easily gotten a performance of the night. Those two are tremendous mm-hmm. athletes. So, and like I said earlier, she has to be hurt to miss this. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it really it hurts the fighters' longevity, no matter what you look at, because of how much money they are physically losing. This is their job. It's this their day job. Well, it's not, and it's not just the payday that they lose too; that it's all the money they invested in that camp. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's a double whammy. You know, they right. really, they really spent you know those Jackson thousands Wake of dollars. Cheap. And it's, it's no, it's one of the fight two weeks later. It's, I would guess it's one of the higher cost uh, yeah. camps out there. Training there is not cheap. It can't be. So it's unfortunate that she's going to be out. I was looking forward to that fight. I was as well. I um, like I like watching Michelle fight. Yeah, she's a great fighter. So what do you do here? What what if the UFC? What are you what are you supposed to do? Do you scrap the fight? Do you try to scramble on short notice to throw another female in there against her? I I try to put on you, you some scrap other the fight. fight. Scrap the fight. You're three weeks out and you're gonna scrap the fight. We've had guys jump on cards six days, three days notice. You're gonna scrap the fight. I would I would personally just scrap the fight. Why? I gotta get it back somewhere else. Why? Because of the 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 card itself is already gonna be phenomenal. They don't need her. Or that fight in there. If you're Tisha Torres's camp, do you? Wait, and this is a potential shot for you to get. You're already ranked, but you're you're sitting in that echelon because you lost an Ultimate Fighter. You can't. You know. Do do you get? Do you just say okay, scrap the fight? Well, this no. Is if, I'm, if I'm ATT, I'm going give us somebody. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound sexist at all, but I've never really seen a girl, uh, you know, drop. And then bring somebody in at that short of notice. Is it is it just as easy for the girls as it is the guys? I would think so. They're still they're athletes. Fighters. You know, they're still going through the same kind of training and, that, and nutrition yes, that and stuff. Has happened. Has um, it, I, no, so I said, um, I've never seen. If I'm Tisha Torres, I'm blowing up uh, Dana White's phone until this phone's in. Give me someone. Give me an. I'm screaming for fucking Carla Esparza. If I'm Tisha, yeah, give me Carla hasn't fought since she lost to uh, Ioana. Good point. Who was? Um, who was supposed to fight you on the last? It was Claudia. They're not going to do that. Okay. They're not going to put her in with Gedalia. They well, could. I mean, they could. I don't know. They could do it, but I don't think they want to risk Gedalia. I haven't seen anything about her recovery on her hand either yet. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know where she's at with it. An right. But if I'm Torres, I'm I'm beating down that door. I'm calling that. I'm texting. I'm emailing. Give me someone. Give me anyone. I, I want on that card. It's got to be Esparza because everybody else top above her is is out or is fighting. Rose had to step in for Joanna Colerwood for uh, the page, was it the page fight. Yep, yeah, for the page fight coming okay. up in a couple weeks. So that's your number three fighter right there. Uh, um. Joanna got knocked out because of the injury. She was She's ranked going up. for six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was up above uh, Tisha. Asparza makes sense. That's makes a fight. sense to me. It's a fight a lot of people no, wanted does. to see. Yeah, that, that fight makes perfect sense Granted, to me. Granted, it sucks at short notice for Asparza, but what the hell have you been doing? You're three weeks out. you yeah. got to be able to do uh, a half camp, if nothing else. If I'm Joe Silver or Dana, that's the call I'm making. I'm calling up. It makes him. perfect sense. and it's, it's a big fight uh, that still draws attention. And I, I want to be, be on that card, too. You guys are right on this one. That's going to be kind of nice. I, th- I think, you know, I'd like to see something happen. I mean, I they may give they may give Tisha, they will pull somebody, whether it's a, a lower-ranked fighter and a nobody, they will pull it together because There's they're not going to There's going to be enough girls that say, I like, Right, right. You know. I would like to see the Esparza fight. Yeah. I think that's a fight that makes sense, and I think it would be a good, exciting fight. Well, I hope 
you know, uh, Watterson heals up. And, I do too. Uh, I, I was really excited to see her fight again. And this was a good opponent for her. A good yeah. Hattie. She's a great fighter. Ooh, and, she's uh, exciting. She's fun to watch. I'm excited to see her come back. I'm sure she will. And again, if you guys find any information out there, please let us know. And if we find anything, you guys will be the first to know. Very first. Since I'm quite curious. <laughs> um, it's another fighter out there who has had not the injury bug, but weight issues. Yep. There's a few guys that tend to have the, these weight issues, and this guy is one of them. It's Johnny Hendricks. And Johnny has went on the MMA Junkie uh, podcast, and he said that he is leaving his longtime camp, Team Takedown. And the nutritionist that, they, that he had, uh, Dolce, yeah, he he's got, gone. He got rid of Belichick. Yeah. He's gone as well. Picked up a new nutritionist. So, where does Johnny go from here? Uh, new camp? Does he stay at 170? Does he go to 85? He won't he's not going to. He was offered the he was offered the fight to step in for Brown against Gaslam, and they yep. offered it to him at 85. Yep. And he, yeah, you're right. he turned it down. He was. Uh, they, well, he said he might have been able to do something with it, but he just was not on that short notice. Yeah, he was. He was on vacation with his family. Right. You know, he had like. Four days left of that vacation before he could He's come home. He's walking around. He's at like 202 right yeah, now. Yeah, 202 pounds. And at 202 pounds, 85 isn't that hard to get. No. But 170 is. Well, he also mentioned that he was still having some issues back from the deer. Uh, yeah, the bad deer. The bad deer. Yeah, yeah. The, the poisoning. Yeah. Which, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm, I'm surprised he left his camp. But does he look at this situation and say, okay, you guys aren't helping me get to where I need to be? Is that why he left? Management uh, financial, he, like, There were some financial issues as well. They couldn't not, come to terms on that. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like it's a coaching issue because he has said he would, you know, if some of his coaches that are there that are part of Team Dick don't want to go with him. Yeah. But right. it doesn't seem like him, you know, him and Mark Lehman have any issues with each other as head coach. Uh, it sounded to me like a lot sh- of it was financial. Kind of shocking because Mark Lehman's a bit of a dick. Johnny Hendricks seems like he could be a bit of a dick too, though. He is. Yeah. Oh, from definitely. what I've been able to gather from people, but yeah, I just don't like Lehman. I, I, he's a good coach. I just think he's a dick. There's a lot of camps out there that would love to have Johnny oh, Hendricks come in. Absolutely. You know, they, I don't I think a guy of that caliber. Yeah, definitely. You know, a guy with uh, incredible knockout power and a pedigree in wrestling. Yep. And you he's know. taking his boxing coach with him. Okay. His boxing coach is coming with him. Yeah. Gotcha. He he's and he's got he said he's you know, he can go to Oklahoma State to train. Yeah, let's anytime. do yep. Anytime. anytime. I mean anytime. he's, a, he's and, a god uh, over there at Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. That's right. They they said that um he just he's needs more than willing to bring coach. Bring his coaches with him, but they also coach other people at Team Takedown, so he doesn't wanna take away their livelihood just for yeah. him. So I mean he was really respectful about it. Yeah. Just these changes, um, if he can't make that weight even after these changes, then he doesn't have a choice. No. I mean, you, you can't keep missing weight. You can't have these sickly cuts where you're, you're going into the ring with zero energy, zero stamina, you know, no gas. Your, your power's down because your cut was so bad. Um, yeah, granted, he had the poisoning from the deer meats, and he's had some other issues, but... Bottom line is, is if if he can't fight healthy at seventy, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to eighty five. Well, you know, I find it kind of odd because his second fight to Lawler, in the um, post fight conversation, he made the comment about possibly going up because he likes food too much. You know, yeah. He said, "I like to eat. I just I don't know if I can. You know, this weight's just 
I don't know if this weight's for me anymore. That's lazy. There's no discipline when it you know, comes to that. You gotta. While he's you know spitting some chew in a cup. Yeah. That was his comment. So it's like I, I'm I, sure all the guys love food. It's just they're they're more disciplined. You know, uh, to know that I can't eat this fat and butter and all this other crap that, that puts fat on me. You know? I don't like eighty five for him. That's what he uses. Not big enough. Not strong enough. His height. Oh yeah. No reach. Not enough his power. I think his power would be better at 85, probably. Oh, no, I would. He's not no training question. himself cutting weight. But he can put on more mass. I don't think. I, speed suffers. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't that fast of a fighter to begin with, though, really? Yeah, he, no, was pretty he quick. is quick. John's quick. He's, he's strong. I mean, he's oh, definitely he's strong. quick. He's got a lot of fast muscle twitch, dude. He's a, he's a wrestler. He was an Olympic caliber wrestler. Sure. You, gotta yeah, have, you have to have some sort of speed. He's questioning his... Uh, his own ethics of food. He wants Tyron. Yeah, he gets they, that Tyron. He's had him once uh, years ago on the wrestling. Match. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. I watched that match. So I've seen I. a lot of the, the Big Twelve and the Nationals. Yeah. And now they're in a, you know it, that's that's a great story to tell too that the UFC can take advantage of is you know they've 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 wrestled before now they're going to fight. I just want to shut up, Tyron Woodley. It wouldn't be a bad idea. I've never been a fan. Yeah. Like Tyron Woodley at all. I've never been a fan. He's a so, good fighter. He's he, he puts on he can put on exciting fights, but his mouth is unbearable. What mm. do we see for Hendricks in the future? He stays at seventy. He gets another crack at it at least. But if he fails here, he's got to go to eighty five. I don't like it. I don't like it for him. But he's he's not going to have a choice. Dana's not going to let him stay. He needs to up his willpower and his discipline, and stay at one seventy. He was. A hell of a contender at seventy, and still is. You know, um, he he's fought some wars just... with Robbie. He needs mm, to have. I don't know if he's had some good weight cuts. He's had some some bad. That, well, that's some key is inconsistency. Yeah. You know, the, he needs that rubber match with Lawler. He had some weight issues, some problems cutting weight in oh, college a lot too. First. That's gonna be a tough Even if it's not for the belt, he they need that rubber match for the story in the pay per view with with Robbie and, and yeah. Johnny. Yeah, they definitely need to finish that. They should have done it. He shouldn't have gotten screwed over before. Should have right away. No, he should have gotten it. Uh, Possibly not, not right, right away, away, but within a two. I don't think after they scheduled it. Well, even I don't even know after they had originally scheduled him and then pulled him out and put him put in Rory for that last fight with Robbie. Yeah, it was a great fight, but that was an amazing. Oh, fight. it was an amazing fight. Yeah. But so both Johnny and Robbie's fights. They were wars. They were, and I don't think Johnny lost the last one. I don't either. I thought the decisions were reversed. I Mike, thought Robbie won the first one. When, when they gave her, when they gave it to Hendricks, Hendricks. and I thought Hendricks from the second one when they gave it to Robbie, yeah, I thought I, thought, it was, I, thought, I had Johnny winning both of them. I completely agree with it. Personally, yeah, I did. I thought Robbie eked out that first one. I thought so he I. was more. Uh, See, and that's what I thought Johnny eked it out. And he I thought Johnny eked out the second one. It was so. I thought he got screwed against GSP too. He did get screwed against GSP. I he beat he, the he hell out of him. Yeah, that. he destroyed. He won that fight. Absolutely. Beat so, him into, into retirement. You don't even believe in aliens exist. No, that was before that. That's what oh, happens when yeah, uh, you leave it to the judges, so. though. You yeah, oh, there. of course. Got to finish the fight. Yeah. And, I uh, think Johnny comes back. He wants that Tyron Woodley fight bad enough. I think he, he makes 70, beats Woodley. Gets can his, he be a champion again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If he puts his mind to it. He has the champion he, mindset already. Yeah. He, he, he knows what it takes mind. to be a champion. Exactly. You know, he's, he's got the experience as one. He's fought five rounds. He knows what to do. It's it's not a matter of his skill or his experience. It's a matter of his discipline at this point. So, 
uh, yeah, and his willpower. Um, if he can do it, and if he can cut that and keep it keep it healthy, he'll be a contender at 170, no problem. Uh, 85, he's going to have some issues. I'm anxious to see where he goes, camp wise. I think I it's going to be uh, exciting for whoever's getting that opportunity. I, I I would say that there's probably camps already uh, sending out feelers oh, yeah. to say, well, you know, we, we could do this for you. You know, and we know we could throw this at you. You know, just to get you down here. Well, we won't charge you as much as them. You know, there's a lot of things I'm sure camps are doing now just because they want him. Yeah. I, I would anyway. If I seen that there's a Johnny Hendricks on the free agency looking for camps, I know I'd put my name in that uh, hat. Oh, absolutely. Especially down in that or near the areas down there down south. I'm Jackson, I'm sending out a feeler. Yeah. You know, hey man, New Mexico's not that far from Oklahoma. No, neither so I was at San Jose where AKA is. I don't want him to go there. I don't either, but it's still, I mean, it's it's still a oh, I tell you, he's right there. notorious camp. New Mexico's camps are getting crazy good. But he couldn't even. He could go a little further north up to Denver. Yeah, that was another one you I know. thought of, the team elevation. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great way for him to, to get some gas back in his tank? You know, train at a, a mile up in the air. Well, you get the same thing in Albuquerque. Yeah. That's why I like I think those that, guys. Yeah, I mean, it they're is at a high. They're not elevated. as high. They're not no. as high as Denver, but, but they're they are. Still they elevated. are elevated. Um, well, you know, I, I hope Johnny gets his act together. I am a big Johnny Hendricks fan. I as well. I believe Johnny would be fine. I think he'll get. I think he'll get his head on straight. Looks like he chews logs for fun. <laughs> he looks like a, a tough, tough man. Dude loves to go to war. Mm, he loves to eat too. Boys, yeah, I, I hope he gets back. That's all I do these days. Well, good luck to Johnny. Yeah. And uh, well, we'll see Curious him soon. see where he ends up. So. On to fights? Yeah. We Time had, to start uh, breaking down some fights. We had a fight from uh, last, Monterey, Mexico. Last Saturday night, UFC fight night from Monterey, Mexico. And the main event was Calvin Gasolum versus Neil Magny. Overall, the card... Was kind of a bit booty. of a snooze fest. Little booty. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't the most exciting card that <laughs> I've seen in a while. There were some. There were some good fights there early, good fights. but for the most part, everything but the the final three fights were relatively really boring. I mean, all a lot of decisions. The every fight on the main card, all six fights on the main card went to decision. Three of them were far more boring than the other three. I was, I was, we'll and, there, but. and even in a decision, you can have a great fight. Exactly, and that's you what know, I'm. That's uh, what I mean. The, I think the main three fights, though they went to decision, were all exciting, good fights. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. And the the main event, Magny and Gastelum. I don't think any of us thought Magny was going to pull this one off. I think we all agreed that Gastelum was going to have yeah. it. And, I thought for uh, sure Gaslam was going to put him out. Especially on such short notice for Magny. Good on uh, Magny, man. He came Good in gaming. He was a I gamer. Mean, to go five rounds yeah. after that short of a notice, Yep. I mean, his cardio is on point. I was really impressed with the way he fought. I mean, again, it wasn't a very exciting fight, but Magny picked him apart pretty well. It was that a new elimination uh, fight? Dude. That, Close that fight. Said, you know, he was a lot taller, so he's got the better reach. I mean, he was able to keep Gaslam away. Quite a bit, but, uh, you know... It... Calvin came alive in the last, last two rounds. The last two rounds. Yeah. I had Magny first three, Calvin last two. Because I if you look at the statistics, gas. really, what look got... close it is. What got Magny the fight was the takedowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six takedowns six to two. Yeah. 
Because um, Calvin controlled it for seven minutes. He knocked him down twice. He yeah. had 86 total strikes and 54 significant. They all, they both. Yeah, I mean, they 54. both were landed. But I think that the, definitely the takedowns were the difference in the fight. Well, Magnum, that, which that is shocking with how good of a wrestler that Gastelum right. was. Yeah. I just think Magnum was just a little too strong for him. Yeah. Well, he came into game and he came into fights and he uh, he definitely got the upset. Yeah, good on him, uh, man. You know, Gastelum was a pretty good favorite in that fight. Yeah, and, you know, we went. Uh, they got fight of the night. Yeah, continue continuing to improve and impress for Neil Magny. I mean, dude, the thing is with Magny is I don't know what he does in this weight class. He's not a ranked fighter, but uh, I mean he's probably gonna jump closer he, to the ranks. He's ranked fifteenth. As of this point, he was, and he might be now. He went to number nine. Good. I thought he was ranked 15th and Gaslam was 13th when this fight started. I think. I think you, you could be right. Could be. It didn't show. It doesn't show it on here, right. so he might have been. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. Magny was in the top 15. I think he's in the top 10 now. Yeah, you know, he jumped up. It's to a nine. dangerous place for him, though. It's that's the that's that's where the killers lie. Yeah, he's starting to go into murderer's row at this point. Yeah. You said the same thing. You know, where does he go from? Here? Where does Gaslam go from here? I don't. It's a second loss. Um, he fights with his weight to begin with. Is it better for him to go to 85? He had a good cut this time. He did. And he looked healthy. He didn't look weak. No, he's no he, I mean, he got stronger as the fight went on. Yeah. And his losses are, you know... He lost Woodley to Tyron Woodley and, and Magny. I mean, those aren't... It's not like he's losing to nobodies. Right. He's and got big wins over Gas... Or over uh, Ellenberger... Both of his losses were and Marquardt. You know, they weren't anything. It wasn't a unanimous or a knockout or anything. They were, both of his losses were split decisions. Well, he's not a very flamboyant fighter either. No, he's that a, Woodley. He's a, he's a ground and pound. That player. Woodley fight he lost too. He lost a lot on the scale because he was mostly battling. on the scale. Yeah, yeah, he battled that weight cut. That was a really hard cut for him. That Gastelum was one he was, missed. He missed originally. I actually no, I don't think he made weight for that fight. I no, think he didn't because Woodley one, was pissed. Yeah, that's the one that Woodley, Woodley threw a Woodley, fit about. Yeah, but Woodley said, "I'm not taking the in the post." Yeah, he show, wouldn't Woodley take said, his fight for. I'm not trouble. taking his fight for. But I'm, not, I'm not taking somebody's money away from him. That's not cool. Yeah, that was the one he flipped out backstage yeah. afterwards, uh, after the weigh-ins, and just started throwing a fit. And they caught that video of him on. So great for Magny. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see who he's going to fight next. Yeah, and if he can continue to do this and keep. Shutting us all up. That keeps saying he can't do it. Getting that nice streak going. I hope so. Yeah. I I hope so. Getting a lot of credit to be able to take a fight that short of notice and go five rounds to win a decision. That that's really impressive. I like to see where he goes from here. I don't think this loss hurts Gaston that much. I don't. It was. I hope if it would have been the original fight with Brown that he was preparing for and whatever, I can see it. Magny's been on a tear, man. Yeah. And it's not like Gaston looked bad in the fight. No, he didn't look bad. He just. He couldn't play in the I know he together. won two rounds. He won no. two rounds. He knocked him down twice. He clipped him in the fourth. He put a lot of things together. It's not like he got completely outclassed. No, in no, the I fight. know. I, I guess I, I use the wrong words, but he just he he couldn't he couldn't handle Magny, especially the first three rounds. Magny's last two wins are against. I mean, Eric Silva's a monster. Yeah, um, Silva's a great fighter. Yeah, he's a scary fighter. 
and uh, you know now Gastelum. I think you know, and his other two fights down here, performance of the nights, both of them. So you know, Maggie's on a roll, and they should take advantage of that for sure and get him someone. Well, yeah, the they next, only lost him between the, the next, and Maya. That's yeah, kind of, that's no joke. Within the next few months, get him another fight, someone you know, right around the number eleven to number seven area, somewhere yeah, yeah. in that that range. Give him another fight, see what he does. He's the kind of fighter that Dana White loves to have. Oh, yeah, he jumps in at a moment's notice. Yeah, absolutely. Consistent, healthy, smart. Good shape. Yeah, good for Maggie. Always ready to fight. Yeah, great win for him. him. So, next fight we had in the the co-main event was Ricardo Lamas picking up the uh, majority decision over Diego Sanchez, 30-27 to all the way across the board. I thought Ricardo Ricardo just dominated. He did. He He looked good. And and he he did exactly what the one thing I was worried about with Ricardo coming out was was he going to be gun shy because he's always been an, an exciting impressive fighter yeah but the way that Mendez put him to sleep a lot of guys don't come back from no, that. no they don't and he came out not the same at least nope and he came out gaming ready well, he, to fight he, he did and, and but the the difference is he had a hell of a good strategy for the fact that the one thing people do not like to do is get into a Backstreet brawl with Diego. If you're going to go toe-to-toe standing up with him, chances are you're going to get clipped. But Ricardo did it. And he, and he did beat it. him. He, he beat him at his own game. Yes, he did. And he was able to him. keep back. Took him to the ground and outstruck him. I yeah. mean, he was smart. He did. He beat Diego at everything Diego is good at. Agreed. He, yeah. he struck smart. He did double, double, almost double the total strikes. Uh, almost double significant strikes. Three times the takedowns. Um, you know, over double control. I mean, he, he beat him on every level of the game. Yeah. So yeah. does Sanchez stay at one forty-five? I don't want to back? see him go to thirty-five. No, I no. I, I don't see him go back up to fifty-five. I hope so. I don't like the. I didn't like the the way he looked. He, I looked, think he looked healthy. He looked healthy, but I didn't like the way that he looked. No, in the I think he's better at fifty-five. Well, did you see the um, the after the weight weight cuts? He posted a picture of himself standing on a, a scale. So the morning of the fight, yeah, I seen that. He was at 171 yep. pounds. Yeah, I seen that. He As ballooned. of the morning of the fight, 171 yep. pounds, and he got annihilated. Really, most I mean, guys balloon back up when they. But he still looked really good physically. Yeah, at, at the, I'm at sure the Ricardo was walking around around right. 160 Once at least. Yeah. Well, because he was a 155 fighter too for yeah. a long time. I know. So I mean, the power alone between the two was it was fun to watch. I picked Diego on this fight. Uh, the last show, just because I'm a big Diego Sanchez fan, not to take you know that's not to take anything away from from Lamas because Lamas is a hell of a fighter, a high ranked fighter. Um, I, I just I really have I'm fond of Diego, and when when he came out to fight and Buffer announced him as Diego the Dream Sanchez, I threw my papers in the air and said, "Oh." He's going to lose this just on the name alone. Yep. Diego has this thing. I'm not superstitious, but it's just a pattern. They call him the dream, he loses. They call him the nightmare, he wins. I don't know why. It's just coincidence. I know it is. <laughs> you know, I'm not the superstitious guy, but for some reason, it just happens that way. Maybe it turns something on in his head. I don't know. Uh, but it's a big he, win for Lamas. It was a big win. Uh, who's next for Lamas? Because you got... You're top three, and he's number four in the world. So it depends. It's hard to say what they're going to do because 
You got Frankie and Chad fighting. Right. And you probably get the loser of that because the winner of that's going to get that's the, exactly the next title saying. shot. Agreed. He wants, I know he wants Mendez again. He wants to avenge it. He's got lost to Mendez and Aldo. And I don't think Mendez is going to beat Frankie. And who? Uh, Aldo. Aldo? Yeah. Oh, everybody's got lost to Aldo except for McGregor. Well, he will soon. Yeah, whatever. But. Yeah. Got to make the fight first, son. Oh, he'll make the fight. He'll win the fight. Oh, really? Because there's already been uh, injury no, bugs coming around over his camp. Dana White botched him. Quick. He said, don't well, believe it. I just talked to him. Things are looking good. Yeah, Dana said things were looking great, too, right before Aldo went out the last time. So, there's that. Well, you heard what Silva did. Or Fortino. Such a little... Who the Fortino? Or, uh... Lorenz? Fertita? Fertita, thank you. Um, he, um... He sent him those rib uh, cakes. I, I know. Yeah. So that, that, that's uh, okay, that, so that protects his ribs. You get well, other injuries. This is another conversation that I'm going to pick you apart with. You have never Aldo picked me apart in any conversation. Connor ever. McGregor. So yeah. back to the fight card. Oh. Well, Lamas looked good. Lamas won. He looked he, really gets, he gets the loser of the, of the Mendez fight. I agree fight. with you on that one, Jeff. I think you're right. I think he will get the loser of it's, it. He's going to get Mendez again. You think Mendez is going to take off or lose to Aguero? Yeah, I do. Yes, definitely. You think so too? Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a good fight. Lamas will have... If, if Lamas can stay winning and win another one to two more fights, he's got to be in contention. If he gets... Uh, if he beats... He gets the loser of the, the, that fight. He beats Mendez. He gets the title shot. He better. After fight, yeah, he gets he better. It. He will. He's got to. He's next in line. Oh, well, I mean... I mean, there's nobody else... There's nobody else in the division ahead of him. No. And I, I think you're right. What, what what I think would be, personally, a good fight is if McGregor does take out Aldo... When? Um, Frankie against McGregor would be a good fight. I just said. be a hell of a fight. It'd be a really good fight. So, good on Lamas. He took out Diego. Hopefully, yeah. Diego can bounce back. Congratulations, Ricardo. You know, I don't, I, I I don't know. Will. I don't know how many fights Diego has left on his deal. Um, I agree. Probably I don't know how many fights he's got left in him. In him, period. Because yeah. Yeah. he leaves um, it all on the table. Every fight. Ridiculous. I still like watching him fight. And I, and I, anytime he's on the card, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching him fight as well. That was my favorite fight of the night, personally. Speaking of titles and title contenders... We had yeah. a we had a 125 pound title contender eliminator fight. The Juicier Formiga takes on taking on Henry Cejudo, and Cejudo picks up the decision win. Thirty. Fight. You're stupid. And Roy Silbert is or Silbert or whatever is dumb too because he's the only judge that gave Formiga the the fight. He's the only one that gave him a round. Yeah, and Cejudo won all three rounds on that. He dominated him. Dominated that Doesn't fight. Doesn't have enough experience to get in there with Demetrius Johnson. Uh, what merit? Players. What merit do you have on that? Did you see the power? Oh. Did you hear the power shots oh, that were landing shit. on Formiga's head? Is so fast, he's not even see it coming. Whatever. Cejudo doesn't have a chance. Dude, Cejudo's power will clip Demetrius um, and put him to sleep. Demetrius can't take it to the ground. Not where, against Cejudo. Not against Cejudo. No. no. He won't need to. Bullshit. He won't need to. Is he going to outbox him? No. Look at the strikes in, Why not? in this fight. Uh, 71 total strikes, 43 sig strikes, two takedowns. Two out of three. Dominated the whole fight. That's against the number three ranked fighter I, in the world. I, I don't see anything. This is a you personal don't comment. don't see a lot of things. That I don't see anything that's so great about Cejudo. Nothing. 
You've lost your mind. No, I still have it. It's about the only thing I got left. Sometimes the things that you say just make me want to run my head into a wall. I wish you would try it once at least. I've got to throw you over the first. is the up-and-coming fighter. He is the guy to challenge Johnson. He's the guy that's going to beat Johnson. He's the one that can beat him. He's boring. He needs more experience in the cage. Well, he's not... Out there for fun. I mean, he's not out there to impress you, Everett. This isn't. This isn't a fan of the sport. This isn't. Oh my God! I got to fight to impress Everett Hawkins. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody said this was about Everett Hawkins. This is Everett Hawkins' opinion on a fight. He's going to rub out. He's going to. Yeah, I want to rub out the dude. That that's exactly what this is about. Not that he. Nothing about that that, fight was was impressive. Nothing. Nothing about that fight. Was Nothing impressive. about you was impressive. Nothing about the domination of that's the fight. Complete domination. He completely dominated the guy, but nothing's impressive. Against no. a guy who's a top-ranked jiu-jitsu fighter and has serious counter-striking skills and has knocked out a lot of guys. Nothing impressive. He Nothing impressive. Took him down a, a 30-27 to 27 split decision. It wasn't like it was a 29-28 decision. He a dominated. 27 is not a split. That's a unanimous Unanimous Schiller three, gave him one of the rounds. I gave him a fight. All three judges, not. I'm not saying he didn't win that 30. fight. I'm saying he didn't do anything to impress me whatsoever. Again, he's not here to impress you. I don't care what you're saying. That makes no sense. I'm it saying does make fight Demetrius Johnson. He doesn't have a chance. My opinion. He doesn't have enough yeah. skill yet. He's still working on his striking. The only thing he's got is wrestling. He's still working on striking. Okay. Whatever you say, since he only took oh. him down, he only took him down twice and sat there and struck with him and threw seventy-one strikes. But he's got to work on his striking. He's striking shit because he beat the dude on his feet. He only took him down the last ten seconds of the first round and the end of the second round. Yep. He did the, he did Other than that, he stood and threw bombs at the dude's face. He's not as good as his height. Dave's right. He's uh. the next up and coming, but he's not that good. I hate you. Number five, fighting Demetrius Johnson, he will lose that fight. Shut your mouth. You gotta understand something. You're not always right. Just make that clear to yourself once. I never said I was always right, but you always think that your opinion is the only thing that matters, and no, it's it absolutely I've never said that. truth and but gospel. But you just say, well, he's not fighting for you. Because you keep saying he doesn't impress you. It's not about whether he impresses you. Yes, it is. It isn't. It about my are you opinion. are you the matchmaker of the fight? Do you make the fights? No, I watch the fights personally. I watch them just for my play. right. But he's not so fighting he to impress, impress you. Me. I can say that because he's not there to impress me. But my point is, is he's not here to fight for you. He's here to fight to impress Joe Silva and Dana White. They seem to think he's impressive enough to give him the title shot. That's because what matters. Else left. To fight Johnson. Okay. Nobody, and you know that. There is. Who? Benavidez is still sitting there at number two. But you just beat him. He beat him months ago. He just beat Dotson. Beat Dotson twice. There's nobody else to fight Johnson. Cejudo's the last one left. Shut him up. And then after he beats Cejudo, maybe he should think about going up because there's nobody else to beat. Yeah, go up to 35. That's why he went to 25 in the first place because he couldn't fight at 35 because everybody beat the shit out of him. Smart move. There's no other move, though, that's what I'm saying. Whether it be smart or not. Let's move on before I throw something. Well. Let's talk about another crappy fight. These last three fights were so bad. Terrible. That I fell asleep and had to rewatch the fights later. Stop putting these stupid ultimate fights. This is one of the tough fights, isn't it? Yeah. This uh, this one and the one before it. 
with Enrique Marin, Marin and Eric Montano. Um, they did nothing. I didn't see anything in there that was actually any nothing. good. Nothing. The takedowns, all they did was lay on top of each other, and they stood around and threw some punches. Nobody really made a lot of contact. It was a terrible fight. There was there was no killer instinct in either of them. There was no domination. On, there was no aggression. Um, well, can you look at the possibility of nerves for the fact that they're fighting in front of more people than they ever had before? Do you think that has anything to do with the... Could. 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 Um, I don't know what what their deal was. I mean, they're they're fighting for their lives here and their livelihood. It wasn't. It wasn't just them. It was both of these Ultimate Fighter finales and that's, were terrible. And that holds and one of the points sh- that uh, I think it was Jeff posted on the. It was one of you two posted. I have posted yeah. it. Posted that. Why are these tough fights on main card or uh, you know main cards of established fighters? Yeah. And I don't know why they are. I well, have no idea. I'll reiterate what you had said, Dave. I, I agree with Jeff on this. Well, they were, let's talk about the way they used to do it. They'd have a tough finale card. The coaches would fight each other as the main event. Uh, the, the bottom three fights or two fights would be the tough um, finalists. They were good. That, that was a good way to showcase those fighters. But Dave made a good comment. Did they stop doing that because the ratings were so bad? Well, I mean, this card, these two are, the coaches didn't fight each other, but the coaches fought. Escudero is a coach, and so was Gastelum. Both of them were the coaches on the Ultimate Fighter this season. So they would have fought each other if they were in the same weight class. It was another case of putting coaches in opposite, in different weight classes uh, against each other. It always works best, in my opinion, when the coaches are of the same weight class, and then they put the cherry on top at the end, and they're they're the fight at the end. So now that they're not they're not doing that anymore. At least uh, you know this one, uh, the the favor McGregor. They're not going to fight. I mean, there's been a lot of them. Yeah, that have been like yeah that and, and I agree with you. And they, it they seems were a lot like more fun to watch when they were. And they have had them before, but it just seems like the ones that, all of them now that are coming out are different are different classes. You know, I didn't watch the, oh, the Latin mean, America and, one. Rich and Matt were in different classes on two. They didn't fight each other. Right, and I I think that's just a bad idea. I think they need to have those coaches fight. Um, he got some really good hype. Even even looking at the Ronda Rousey Misha Tate first fight or second fight, technically, um, they were going at it back and forth the entire coaching show. Brock and Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos was you know, they never ended up fighting. Kashyyyk and Pierre was a really good one. But yeah, I agree. With, I agree with Jeff. They should not be on a main card. Well, and it proved it because fight. these these two fights, this this Marin Montano fight, and uh, Horatio uh, Gutierrez and Gutierrez Barzola. and Barzola, that was I mean, look at the look, look at this look at this ridiculousness. Yeah, one hundred and seventy three total strikes to sixteen. The five it, takedowns, it, it was to nothing. It was bad, and thirty eight significant strikes. That's out what I'm of saying. Those. You had one hundred and seventy three total strikes. In just 38 It was all a little takedown, pat, pat, pat. But this is a great example. The, the tough, the last tough Brazil card that got put onto the pay-per-view with Betch and Ronda that right in the middle of it all, oh, man, great, great pace of the cards. Everything's going good. And then they get to these two tough cards, both decisions, both shit fights. Yeah. And then we still got three more fights to go until yep. Ronda. Like, oh. stop it. Just put them on the prelims. Put them on... On fight pass, we'll put them on the early early prelims. Let them start with their be because platform. you could have you could have put up Perez, 
and uh, Lapilus onto the main card. Uh, no, the other Perez. You could put this one. Yeah, you could have put Perez and the other Perez and, and Jorgensen. This one definitely would have been up. Feely and Benitez. The Urbina fight was better than. Yeah. That either one of those tough finale fights, like yeah. any of the FS1 prelim cards, would have been better suited. Yeah. And pacing, action, any of it. Absolutely. Yeah, the Feely, yeah, the, the Feely fight was great. Any of those would have been good. Other in spots other than those, and even the the Efren Escadero Silva fight was horrible. It was. Escadero's got to go. He looks terrible. It was bad. It was really bad. I mean, he outstruck him a little bit and, and took some more takedowns, but it just didn't. He didn't do any damage and have any aggression. His numbers don't really take away what he looked like. In the yeah, the numbers sometimes, don't tell the story of the no, fight. At sometimes all. they don't. You know, or this is one of the cases where it don't. Maybe he had more total strikes. You know, maybe he threw some more jazz, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that did anything significant. You know. Look at significant strikes. There's he had uh Silva had forty seven total strikes, thirty five were significant. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big ratio. It means he's every time he's hitting, he's doing damage. Yeah. Whereas yeah, 12, you know twelve punches that weren't significant. Other yeah. than that, it's, it's yeah, all everything damage. that was well, like you just said, forty seven strikes out of the entire fight. When you look Look back at the uh, Diego Sanchez fight. How many significant strikes that Lamas threw? I mean, these well, guys are just yeah. standing around. Escudero only had 56. That's what I'm saying. Was, it, was, it was awful. They were afraid to fight. This was, I think, the fight that actually almost put me to sleep. Because I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. It was they bad. It, it was, was a horrible kickoff to the main card. It looked like something that didn't, I mean, it didn't look like it belonged in the UFC. It looked like it belonged on a sparring match. Did you guys notice the, the announcers had a real hard time, like really talking about the fighters while they were fighting? Because they were bored in tears. Yeah, too. Ryan Stan was having trouble just keeping up with everything. He it had seemed to, like he was falling asleep. Yeah, they can't have what they call dead air time. Yeah, they can't. Was, they can't be silent because if you talk about something, anything, at all times when you're on the air like that, and they struggle to keep anything positive going. With these two, because there was no, there was no good pacing. There was no good anything. It was, you know, what this this whole card wasn't that great. But these, the last or the first three fights in the main card were just so bad. Yeah, they they were terrible. We've always had good luck lately with the non big title fight cards. They've been really fun to watch lately. This one, this one was awful. Like Jeff said, snooze fast. So. Yeah, we go to the prelims now. Eric Perez and, and Taylor Lapilus. Which was a... Uh, and it was a good fight. The judges scored it pretty even. 29-28, unanimous decision. All three judges. But... I don't think it was as close as the judges gave it. I don't think it was either. Perez, Perez dominated that I fight. I thought he won all three. Bottom. I did too. You know, all three rounds. Handily. Uh, he he just, he owned that cage that night. Yeah. In front of his hometown. That's, that's his hometown crowd too. Yeah. Well... It's good for him. Good win. Uh, Perez was coming off of the last tough Latin America. Oh, well, it was yep. previous. Okay, yep. it was previous year. So you know, good for, good for him to continue on a good winning streak in the UFC. Excited to see new things for him. I mean, there's there's not a lot to talk about. I don't think. I don't know. I, personally, I don't know if this was a great swing for Perez or a bad swing for Lapis. Right. You know, it could go either way. It was his night, and it could have been a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, Lapis just didn't look like. He didn't look like a professional fighter in that in that particular fight. 
No, he did Perez. Throw, he landed, but there wasn't much of it. Perez took him to school that night. I mean, he had 42 seconds of control. Lapalouse did. It was. It was nothing. It was all Perez. And then here's one. Yeah. <laughs> that's go ahead. Hector Abina and and Bartas Fabinski. I mean, Fabinski won outright. You know, most two judges had it 30-27. One had it 29-28. And I don't disagree. I don't think Urbina did a lot of things. He, he landed some good shots and, and tried some subs. My only thing I had with this fight was the instance, another complaint with Mario Yamasaki, yeah. st- standing a fight up in a position he didn't need to. And not even putting him back down. Well, yeah. In the well, first place. Uh, yeah. Stops a fight when Urbina's in a dominant position with, with under, under the chin, not necessarily tr- in a guillotine choke, but you know slipping it in, trying to get into a position to work for a guillotine. He's got a cut over his eye, and he stops the fight then. But he's even in top position. And when, and, when, you, when you stop a fight or when you stand him up, um, and one fighter has earned the dominant position. Right, you have to give it back. Legally, without using the cage or anything else, or pulling the shorts or something. When they earned that spot legally, you have to put it, when you start him back up, you have to put him back in that spot. And he didn't. And he screwed that up. Even Stan made the comment, what is he doing? Yeah. And it didn't It didn't necessarily change the tide of the fight. I don't think that. I mean, no. But it just, it's just another yeah. instance of Mario yep. doing yeah. something he was unnecessary. Wrong. Bottom line, Hector should have had the top position. Yeah. Other than that, I mean... Fabinski. But like you said, it very well could have. I mean, he could have slipped a choke. Right. Submission could have been there. Right. He had no opportunity because they stopped it and started him back on their feet. Still, it was another bad call by Mario. And Mario is... Very bad call. He, he's he been a solid ref for a long time, but over the last few years, he's letting a lot slip. Yeah, he's you slipping. Know, he's progressively messing up things uh, from, you know, the Uriah, Uriah Faber stuff... When he, you know, we put his thumbs up, and you know, Yamasaki's up, oh, he's done. Well, unfortunately, you know, in that fight, it, he couldn't see the thumb because it was on the opposite side of his body. But I agree, it, it was, was still a bad call. He should have been he's, he's been continually having. He had know, that bad stand up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they were, you know, guy was transitioning on a, in a dominant position on the ground, working, and and you stopped it. Right. It's he just, wasn't. He wasn't allowed to uh, ref. Lesnar's fights after <laughs> that, that was, was uh, Steve Mazzagatti. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, that was Mazzagatti. That was Mazzagatti. That's why Mazzagatti's no longer in the working in the UFC. Gotcha. Virtual World Series of Fighting. Um, Fabinski wins dominant fashion, uh, six takedowns. That'll do it alone. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was still a, a pretty boring fight. That was yeah. just my only my, my only thing yeah, I, wanted I wanted to bring to up that, about that fight was I that. I to get that Mario story. Yeah, you got to give him back top position. Other than that, there's there's not a lot to talk about. In that fight, good win for Babinski. This fight, on the other hand, though, this is the one that really got to me. Alejandro Perez and Scott Jorgensen. At the end of the first round, Scott had an injured foot or ankle. I couldn't tell exactly what it was. I think it was his ankle. They kept saying something about the kick, but I watched it back again last night, and he Perez lands that kick that welts up his his calf. Yeah. But right after that, he rolls his foot twice. Yeah. Like he rolled it once. It flopped back, and then he rolled it again. And that was right at the end of the first round. Right at the end of the first round, and he comes up off the stool in the second and damn nearly falls. Well, he didn't even make it to the stool. Right, they had to help him back. He stood up, and he he collapsed, and he basically had to crawl over and... uh, Gary Copeland was was the ref, and Gary was telling him, you got to get to your corner, you got to get to your corner. He should have seen right there the man couldn't stand. Exactly. He could not get up. And then once the second round started, there was four times... I watched this back... At least a half dozen times. I wanted to get everything. It was four times where Jorgensen's foot just gave out and he fell. Completely gave and he out. He fell over. 
And he, you know, he asked Jorgensen if he wanted to continue. Well, what's Jorgensen going to say? He's going to say yes. The fighters are always going to say, yeah. you know, yeah. almost always going to say yes. His team shirts are with um, a towel, just the same. Well, his his, his said, coaches uh, are standing there going, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Look at how well you're fighting on one foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. That's bad. Yeah. Those, the, the bottom line is the ref is supposed to take uh, uh, care of the fighters. Exactly. But his corner should hold at least, you know, some responsibility, too, because they should have, they should have, Stopped it or and called the doctor. a doctor. Yeah, anytime the doctor know. could have stopped it, looked at um, and said, "Okay." The last person that's going to call it is Scott himself. There's no way right. he's going to say, "You know, I don't know, I, I'm done. I can't do it." You know, some fighters do it and they have to. And I wouldn't have blamed Scott if he did this time either, because he was a one-legged man in a fight. I mean, we're talking about a, a very experienced, seasoned veteran. Scott isn't just some run of the no, guy. No, no, he's not some he, some Daisy Fresh rookie. No, and he's got a lot of respect in the sport. He's very tough. I mean, obviously, he proved that with this, going two rounds on, on one leg. It was, I, it's it was hard to see. It was so hard to watch. It was hard yeah. to watch, exactly. Just it was it was disturbing to watch. He could I mean, he was he would try to plant and move and pivot, and all he did was it fall. Collapsed. And then he would get up and start landing shots. Yeah, he was still fighting. I mean, he... And the heart on him, I, I, you know, great. Unbelievable. But... Well, you, you could tell Press was backing off, though. And I, and I know why Jorgensen, he knows he was fighting for his life. In the UFC, because he's fighting, a, yeah, fighting for his career, yeah, because yeah. he's on a he's on a three was on a three fight losing streak, I believe, or at least two. I think it was two, and this but is his like third. Three yeah. out of the last four. Yeah, yeah, he's not had good results no. since he came to the UFC from WEC. Yeah, back from WEC. He's it's it's time for him to go. He's gonna. Go and that's somewhere. unfortunate that this is the way it, ha- it has to go out. This maybe Dana will give him another shot because of that, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see Jorgensen. Fight I think anymore. you're right, Jeff. I don't see him giving him another chance. To be honest with you, I think his time in the UFC's up. Well, I hope that ref gets some sort of disciplinary action for allowing a one-legged man to continue and not calling it. Uh, like I said Gary Copeland was the ref. It's not a ref that I see that often. Uh, from time to time, I do see him on the uh, on the UFC call it fights, but he should have stopped that when he seen the man couldn't make it to his own corner yeah. at the end when he had to crawl. To get to a stool. Yep, that's that your responsibility, man. You got to call it at that, that point and say sorry, Scott, but you're 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 on one wheel. You know, you need two in this game. Well, so. Think of think of the the history of what potentially you could have done to his foot just by staying on it, just by having all that extra damage. We know fighters don't call it. Look at Tony broke his arm didn't call it. Look at um, you know. Uh, Uriah Hall flipped the foot, you know. Yeah, that, you know, fighters aren't going to call you. They don't. You have to take that out of their hands and call it yourself. That's his job. He's, his job is to uh, take care of, of both the guys in there, and he didn't do that. Not at all. So, Scott, I, I hope I didn't. I didn't find any news articles or stories that said. If the foot was injured, yeah, I if the ankle was injured, what, you what know, happened? Uh, I looked up injuries. and down, but there was nothing reported yet. There was so. a lot of ref conversations. But. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are. Upset I've seen a lot of people post about it, like you know, tweets. I did see. I mean, when I looked at the article, there was uh, like eighteen inches. Yeah. Of just tweets of, of what the hell was was Copeland doing? You know, um, fighter safety has got to be your number one concern. You know, you know and to be fair, a lot of them, you know, why didn't the corner stop it in the dock? That's there was the a lot thing, of yeah. stuff, too. Everybody, yeah, that's a physical... Everybody failed Jorgensen Absolutely. that night. Yep. Everybody did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, in the, in the uh, first fight of the, the FS1 prelims, 
Andre Touchy Feely defeated <laughs> Gabriel Benitez <laughs> by KO. A vicious KO. By a vicious KO. That, that was bad. Got and, performance uh, of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was right in the first round, and, and he, he knocked him clean. Back. Yeah, a minute and 48 into the round. And they were both going at it pretty hard. I mean, you look at the numbers here. 16 total strikes, 16 were significant. 11 total strikes, 11, 11 were significant. One, t- one of one takedowns. I mean, everything... Those two were, were prepared to go to war that really night. Really good matchup. And they were fighting, and, and Feely... Caught the seen the opening, took it and, and won, and it was a great shot. It was well timed, and they got performance of the night, and they definitely deserved it. It was a fun fight. It was a yeah. good fight to kick off the the FS1 card. Um, like I said, it could have it could have easily been on the main card and been definitely. more exciting than either of the first three fights. Three all put together. It def- yeah. I mean, definitely, it was uh, it was it was a hell of a, of a performance by Feely. Um, well, what made it unfortunate is the first fight of the prelims, and it starts off with a bang, and you're going, okay, tonight's going to be a good night. Look at this already. And then... And look at, uh, I mean, Feely's the, that same kind of mid-level kind of fighter. Win one, lose one. Yeah, win, win one, lose, lose one. one. Not, he's not stringing anything, anything together. Um, maybe this will kick that off, and he'll start to put a few wins together. And Hopefully. Try to break in that top 15. He's a good fighter. I like watching him fight. Um... You know, it's a great showing. He's only 25 years old, so he's got a career ahead of him. Yeah, he's, he's a young fighter. He's exciting to watch. Um, he's got a great nickname. Yeah, touchy, touchy feely. <laughs> probably, probably a little inside joke there at Team Alpha Male. Or a little bit. More and he's in, he is in a great camp. No, oh. you know, especially for his size, they really take. You know, that's. The little guys, the that's, guys, yeah, yeah. You, know? you don't see a lot of bigger, no. bigger guys coming out of Alpha Male. It's all 25, 35, 45. Yeah, maybe, they got Paige Van Zandt. Which know, gives good, good sparring, really, with, with some of the best A-class fighters. Because they're sparring with the world-class guys at their weight. You right. know, it's not like they're you know, putting Feely in there with Verdun or something. Right. You know, right. Somewhere where it's never going to happen. They're actually putting in sparring sessions that could actually take place. So overall, not the best night of fights we've had recently. No, it really wasn't. Some good fights yeah. on the card, Some but top moments. top to bottom in the card, not not the best card that the UFC put together. But it, it's it's a fight for a different market. We get those those kind of cards. You have to. You can't have yeah. home runs every fight yeah. card. No, you, you can, don't have the fighters. They'll try, for it. but They'd like to, yeah. yeah. But these things are going to happen. We're going to get cards that are all decision. And we're going to get cards that are are slow and. You know, to Jeff's point, a lot of a lot of this card's issue was the tough fighters on the main card really slowing down the pace. And, yeah, that has to stop. And putting the crowd to sleep. And, that uh, has to stop. Hopefully they'll learn from that and put them down lower where they belong. So, not, like we said, not the greatest fight night. Not terrible. But I've seen worse. So Absolutely. There, there, there were some there great moments in this fight, worse. you know, on this, on this card. And there was... Uh, very few. Some of the fights were significant, you know. Magni boosted Magni up quite a bit, uh, put Cejudo in, in contention for the neck for the uh, title fight. Uh, Lamas big win over Sanchez doesn't really do much because Sanchez isn't ranked, but Diego Sanchez is a big win. So yep, good, good, good for the you know the, the top three fights of the main card were were exciting. They were good fights. 
and it made up for the lackluster early card. It just it, they, they they all went to decisions, so the length of time. Yeah, it was a late. A it was a late card. Yeah, it was hard to get really excited for the good fights because you were half dead from watching the dead fights. Well, I'm I'm taking I got the fight uh, DVR. Yeah, and I'm looking back at it just so I could take notes for the show. And I'm trying to watch these fights. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm watching this whole thing again. This is ridiculous. You know, a couple of yeah, fights. Yeah, that's the way I was last so night bad. too, man. I had a big old turkey dinner. I mean, I'm trying to rewatch <laughs> fights. And I'm just like... Yeah, nodding right. off. I don't know. So we go from one card that's not the greatest to another one that's full of, of a lot of fighters we don't know a lot. And we're not going to sit here and break down all the fights and talk about stuff we don't really know. We're going to try to focus on the fights that we think will be... Important to you guys and, and the fighters that we know and the, that we think you guys will know. Well, the and thing Jeff, you made a good point. That this isn't a fight card for American fans. This no, is this card for yeah. This is this is an Asian market Asian, card. Yeah, and these, it's these guys first, are breaking into South Korea now, yep. and instead first, of going through all the prelim fights like Jeff was saying and, and saying, "Boy, I really don't know much about them," and you know that's what we would get with these guys because we've never seen them before. They haven't fought on the stage. They haven't been around the UFC long enough for us to know them. So, I mean, we, we're going to watch it, obviously. Absolutely. We'll, we'll watch every card and we'll, we'll and break we'll comment, it down. Yeah, we'll comment on it after it's done. And we'll as, get to see them fight and how they perform. As far as trying to preview it. Yeah, right now, we're not going to waste your time. We're going to go right yeah. to the main event. So, the main card, main event fight, Ben Henderson and Jorge Masvidal. And this is uh, Ben Henderson at 170. Yep, this is Ben making his second second fight at 70, right? Yeah. Yes. He lost his first. He beat Thatch? No, he won his first. He, he knocked Thatch out, if I remember his right. His last loss is Cowboy. Cowboy yeah, at 55. That's 155. Yeah. He hasn't lost at 170. Yeah, his 70, his 70 win, he, he knocked Thatch out. Yeah. And, and I believe that was him coming in on short notice, too. I think it was, too. Oh, I'm he, sorry, it was a submission. He submitted Thatch. Because he was not having a good run no. down there at 155. He started losing. His last win was against Rustin Khabibov. Uh, they gave him some contenders there with you know, now, the now champion. Yeah, Dos Santos beat him to get that title shot if I knocked remember Knocked him out. Right. You know, Cerrone, I don't necessarily agree that Cerrone won that fight. Um, but nonetheless, he did in the record books. So... Um, yeah, Thatch was his was his one seventy debut when he got that. And he looked good. He did. He looked really him. good against Thatch, and Thatch was was pretty. You know, he had a lot of hype behind him at one seventy going into that fight. It's something we, we look at with uh, Benson Henderson and Jorge Masvidal is the main event. Benson Henderson has been in those five round cards. Yeah. Those five round fights. Yeah, he's had a lot of those five round fights. I don't know fights. if Maz Vidal has even been in one, maybe. No, maybe one. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, I, um, think so. I mean, his, he's coming he off. He had a title fight against in Strike Force. And. Against Gil? That was a five. Yeah, so he has gone five. Once, and that was four years ago. So he's had, a, but he's had a lot of fights since then. And yeah, he's, he's know, got wins over Pat Healy. He's won seven of his last nine. He beat Crook, he beat Crookshanks. Darren Crookshanks is a is no joke. Uh, Kraus lost to Ally Quinta, who was tough. I mean, he lost a split decision yeah. to Ally Quinta, who is an extremely tough up and coming fighter at fifty five. And now he's got to go against a guy who is 
for a long time, he lived in those five round fights. Yeah, and he knows stand him. He knows what it's like to go five rounds. You know, um, does that give him a significant advantage? I think so. Well, at one point they considered him the best pound for pound. I mean, he 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 was doing well, but. I agree with Jeff. It's, His fights are so boring, though. Yeah. I'm not exactly looking forward to this fight. I know the only time I ever look forward to a Benson Henderson Henderson fight is when he's fighting somebody I like just so I can watch them. That's the opponent. Like a Pettis. for them to, yeah. to beat him. Yeah, Pettis. Like, a Cerrone. Like around the world. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't like Henderson. It's not anything against him as a fighter. Yeah, I bet something just, somebody was calling him cocky. He is cocky. I think he's well, cocky. I think I don't like his fighting style. I don't like how he just lays and prays a lot. He's not exciting. He's very boring. He just does what he needs to do to eke out a decision. I think a lot of his decision wins that he won as the champion at 155 were extremely controversial. I do too, yeah. especially Frankie Edgar. So, but what about his chances against Masvidal? Oh, I think he. Do- I think he. It goes five. He dominates Masvidal. I don't. Although he's been on a little bit of, you know, he's been trying to finish fights a little more, so he yeah, may he I may take Masvidal late and finish him. I think he's going to finish when him I, fourth. When I picked in the uh, UFC Pick'em, our fantasy league we set up, we'll send a link out to uh, Facebook for that. I picked Henderson fourth round submission. Yeah. Did, Did you? Same thing. Yeah. It's not going to go early. No. You know, it's not going to finish quick unless no, unless Masvidal catches him. Yeah. Ben's not but an early finish. it's not going to be Benson. If it goes longer, it's, it's Benson's fight. Um, but I think he, I think he stretches it out to about the fourth, maybe even the fifth round, of, and he's got to go for a finish. He's got to start finishing fights. He can't yeah. keep letting it go to decision. Well, I can tell you this: he needed to wear just a towel for his weigh-ins. Yeah, because he almost didn't make weight. But he he hit one seventy without the without anything on. It's not like he was one seventy one with the towel. He hit one seventy with yeah. the towel off, which he might have had one seventy one with shorts on, and I think he still would have made it. But. Um, I, I don't think Masvidal beats him. I don't think uh, Benson gives him a chance. I think he smothers him, yeah, keeps him on the ground, lays and prays as you know, as you said, and then maybe finds an opening and goes to the neck. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Masvidal winning this unless he clips him. It's not going to end early. Benson's going to stretch it out. Unfortunately. So here, another 170 fight. Dong Kim. Yeah, the number seven fighter, Dong Hyun Kim, against Dominic Waters. Uh, fairly new to UFC, Dominic Waters. Yeah, as I say, he doesn't have a lot of uh, any kind of statistics. So this might this might be his first fight. I think it fight. is his first fight, if I remember. Looking it up. Uh, no, he lost to... Uh, On the Ultimate George Fighter. Sol- okay, so the Ultimate Fighter. So, yeah, this is his first fight actually in the UFC. Yeah, because this one doesn't count against the stats or for his stats. So, yeah, I mean, there's no... Shonuff versus the stun gun. I, I'm Kim. I think Kim puts him, puts him out. I, I think Kim's got so much more experience. The experience factor. He's, and he's a great fighter. He's 20-3. and three. Kim's, Kim's been in there with, with some people. I oh, mean, yeah. he's, he's been in some wars and some fights with some guys. I mean, he's number seven. I don't... I don't think Waters is ready for, for Kim. That's kind of a high ranked person to give your first fight to. Yeah, uh, uh, you'd think you'd get someone smaller, um, the, someone of lesser rank on uh, a prelim card as opposed to the co-main events as your first fight. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a weird that's a weird spot to to be in for Waters. 
But and, uh, I, I I got Kim on this one. Maybe he'll uh, surprise us. This is insane. Any given uh, any given day, man. You know, if one ninety three is taught you anything. It's on any given day, anyone can shine. Absolutely. Uh, I got Kim by decision. But I think Kim takes it, and I think I picked decision for that one as well. Yoshihiro Yaki Akiyama coming. Yama. Coming uh, back to the cage. It's been a while since we've seen yeah, Akiyama. I like watching him fight because the man's got a chin of yeah. granite. He, he's a strong fighter. He's yeah. taking on uh, Alberto Mina. Yeah, the soldier of God. Um, 11 and 0, Alberto Mina. Yeah. I like. I was looking through everything, looking through the stats and stuff. Uh, you know, Perez is, is only. Armina's only fought a couple of times in the U.S. This is a second fight. This will be a second yeah. fight. He won his first by the round one knockout against uh, Shinsho Enzai. So Akiyama's definitely got the experience factor in here, but Akiyama hasn't fought in a really long time in yeah. the cage either. It's, it's been like a year or two. I think like 2014 was his last fight. Yeah, against some... He beat, yeah, he beat Amir, Amir Sadal. I mean, his losses... I mean, you're looking at Jake Shields, Michael Bisping, <laughs> and Vitor Belfort... I mean, yeah. Those, but that's 2010, 2011, and 2012. Right. He hasn't fought since September 20th of 2014. So there's big layoffs. Big layoff fights, for Akiyama. You know? And that's what I think is going to be the difference in this fight. The ring rust and the gas. Mm-hmm. The, the gas tank. He's a tough man. He is a very he's tough very man. He's very strong. He's, he, can, he can take a lot of damage and still keep coming at you. Um, I'm going to say Mina uh, finishes this fight in a second. I might have picked Possibly Akiyama. early third. And again, I think I threw it out there by decision. I got Mina for decision. I like Akiyama, and I think he's definitely a tough enough fighter to, to, to be able to come off of a year-plus-long layoff. I just don't like it for him. Mina looks like he's, he's a dangerous Akiyama's dude. has been around a while. Yeah, Mina, I mean, Mina's a, a, an up-and-coming lion. No, zero defeats. You know, he's, he's hungry. Very he wants to make a name for himself. This could easily be Mina's fight. And that's and this is a good guy to get your name out there against. Akiyama's a, a well-respected fighter. Very well-respected. He's a known, he's a known fighter. He's a name. Uh, he's been in wars. I mean, you listed off Bisping and Belfort. I mean, he's fought the best of the best. Yeah, Shields. Um, Mina may have this one. I think I'm, I'm giving know. it to Mina. I am too. In the last card, or the last fight of the main card... It was uh, Choi. Yeah, and Sam Oh, Choi's got a seventy-five percent KO record at twelve and one. At too. twelve and one, Cecilia with a fifty-three percent. Cecilia looks stacked, though. Let's take a look here. Choi's only had one fight against Juan Puig. Back in 2014, so he hasn't fought in over a year. Yeah. And then we have uh, Sam Cecilia. Cecilia's fought somewhat recently. Yeah, I mean, he's fought fought in July. Fought in July. Fought yeah. in January. I mean, he's been consistently this is fighting. This third fight. This, I mean, that's that's a significant advantage because he's he's been in the ring and continually uh, going through camps, and he's not overexerting. He's not having six fights in no. a year. You know, this is, no, he's doing it. He's this pacing is third. it right. I mean, yeah. look, he had a fight in so May. what, every six months? Give or take. You know. Four or five months? Yeah. So, 
and he's got he's coming off two wins in a row, uh, finishing his fight. Uh, well, one decision, but uh, one knockout. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm gonna take Cecilia in this fight. I actually have Cecilia in the first round Sorry. knockout. I have Cecilia uh, winning this fight. I don't remember how I picked it, but I I, I think it might have been a knockout as well. Um, either way it goes, I think he wins the fight. I think he's he's been out there doing it more, and uh, Choi needs needs more experience before he's gonna do anything. And we should. We should point out that both the prelims and the main card are are a fight pass card. So a yes. lot of a lot of people that are listeners may not even have the opportunity to watch the fights. And we also remember too, it's at eight a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the, the, the prelims in. prelims start start at five, 5 a.m. Yeah. and the main card's kicking off at eight. I may still be awake for the prelims. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to third shift this week. If you so. have UFC fight pass, the thing is, is that. Once it's on there, you can, yeah, you can, you can watch, watch it. it later on in the day if you yep. want. Um, the things that I do that when it's when it's that early, if I'm not gonna, you know I'm not gonna be awake at five a.m. on a Saturday, so I'll not look at social media, uh, you know, uh, not look at my MMA news, and I'll try to avoid that just so I can watch it and right. not have it spoiled. But um, again, remember this is eight a.m. on a Saturday morning, and this is as we said at the top of the show. Not really a fight for us. Nope. This is breaking into a new market uh, of South Korea. Yeah, this is trying this is, to get some more international flavor um, and some international eyes on the product. Well, um, having Henderson on that card, it's gonna be nice for him over there. It is. I mean, they lost. This is the card that lost the Crow Cop fight. Yeah, and speaking of Crow Cop, we just touch on this real quick. Crow Cop did get his suspension two years. Probably the end of, of It's him. the end of him. He's yeah. done. Just to touch on it real quick, because yeah. last time we didn't know the extent of it. Yeah, so he got, yeah, he awarded so, the two years. Would have been four if he wouldn't have came out. Right, if he wouldn't have said it, you know, that's why he got the two, because he admitted it. Um, so just to let everyone know, because we didn't have that information last time, and his opponent, Thompson, didn't get a replacement, that fight was just scrapped entirely. So, uh, lots of, lots of, of, Prelim fights. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there's seven seven fights on the prelims. But again, it's this just, is a lot of South Korean fighters that have never been on the stage before. We've never we haven't had a chance to really watch them study them. So instead of fumbling through it and try just to do a lot of guesswork, we're just going to let the fight happen, and then we'll come back and we'll take it next week. Exactly. And, yeah, we'll break down. We'll break down the full card for you guys next week. It was just not. Wasting the time talking about a bunch of fighters we don't have a lot of information for and filling up space. It's, I'd rather focus on the ones that we do and we can actually give a, a good discussion on you the know, fight. And I kind of like this because these are a lot of young fighters that we've never seen before. We get to see them at, at their early infancy, at their beginning stages. Exactly. You get on the ground floor and see some, some new young talent coming up. From a market that we don't, you know, we don't yeah. know about. Right. A lot of, you know, some of these guys, I'm sure, have come off our Ultimate Fighter Asia fighters. Oh, or, yeah. Are yeah. at some point a part of something like that. You know, I didn't follow any of it, any of that tough. So I don't know anything about any of these no, guys. No, I'm completely blank slate with that. I'm excited for that, to, to learn about some new fighters, to see some of these young Asian and young other fighters that just we don't know about. Like you said, having them come up, up and coming the way they are, you can really watch where they get to go from. Yeah. And um, I want to make a comment to the listeners, too. Get on UFC Pick'em with us. Have some fun with it. See if you guys can out, out spank us on some of the uh, 
decisions. We still got to get Jeff on there. But um, UFC it's fun to do. Yeah, it's a fantasy league. I have it set up. I'll post a link on the Facebook page. It's free. Join it. It's a lot of fun. It only takes like a couple minutes just to pick. And if you ever play fantasy football, it's the same thing. You just pick. You go through the fights. Pick who you think is going to win and submit it. It doesn't take long, and it's a lot of fun to try to beat the Joes. Yeah, we, me and Dave are usually pretty close on some of them. But it's a lot of fun to be able to sit there and, and go, go through them and see how good you picked. It's actually quite fun. Yeah. So that's both cards. Yep. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting Saturday. It could turn out to be a really exciting fight card. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. That's the thing about unknown fighters. We don't we don't know. We don't we know what to expect, and we don't have expectations. I'm just excited to have another weekend full yeah. of fights. We could we could definitely be seeing a, a great card. We could be seeing a snooze fest. You just don't know. It's a gamble, and it's one that uh, I'm ready to take. Um, later in the afternoon, though, so. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I won't it. be linking you guys stuff at 5 a.m. And uh... I may be. <laughs> Depends on if, how late I stay up tonight. <laughs> Excellent. So, so yeah, you guys. Anything else you guys want to touch on, uh, real quick here before we? You know, um, thank everyone for their continued support. Um, send us any questions you want. We really enjoy answering them on the air, and I hope everyone had a great holiday. Yeah, we really appreciate the support. You know, that's one thing I'm definitely thankful for, especially with these two guys having a good time. That's every week something I get to look forward to. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you guys. We we always appreciate it. And uh, like I said, Dave said, thank you guys again for continually listening and supporting the show. Be sure you're going on and liking the Average Joe's MMA Facebook page. Follow it for any breaking news that we post in between episodes. We also appreciate when you guys comment or post and post your opinions and questions. So keep up with the interactions. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. For David Van Bogen and Everett Hawkins, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thanks for listening.